Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and Cast Haven. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. Feeling pretty good. Sorry we missed last week, everybody. I was the one who was sick. <laughs> I think it's all good. Um, we, could, we could always have a break every now and again. Right. Um, so we're going to just get right into finishing off some of these Amonkhet spoilers. Before we do that, what did you think of the set overall? Are you excited about it? What did you sort of think? I, I am excited about it, actually. Uh, it looks like this will be a fun set to, to draft. Uh, not that that's really my forte, but it looks like it'll be a fun set to draft, and there's some value here uh, if you draft it. So, so that's always good. Yeah, I think there's it's it's a lot of build around cards, which, I, which is always a set I kind of like. Hopefully, we can see something start to break out. Um, that being said, I think the first card we want to talk about is not a build around card. It is a narrowly targeted hate card, harsh mentor. Yes. Harsh Mentor is one in a red for a creature human. It is a 2-1, and whenever an opponent activates... 2-2, sorry. Whenever an opponent activates a ability of an artifact, creature, or land on the battlefield, if it is not a mana ability, Harsh Mentor deals 2 damage to that player. All right. So we are obviously a week late on this, but uh, Nate and I talked about this uh, as soon as it got spoiled. We were like, this is one of those classic asymmetrical effects that is amazing. And I am so looking forward to playing this card in Rug Delver. Like, oh man, I'm so happy that they printed something that uh, it feels like uh, like a Leovold to me. Like it's a card that makes this deck viable again. Yeah, I, the Leovold was the comparison I came up with too, just because it is not symmetrical. And uh, um and it, it is something that people do. I guess the real question is, like, you know, how much damage can this potentially do? Yeah. Uh, you, you know, if your opponent has a fetch land heavy hand, if they're playing a deck that is activating a lot of creatures or artifacts like uh, Miracles or Elves or uh, Death and Taxes, sure, you know. But it's sort of like Leovold in that way anyway. Like, sometimes Leovold comes down and it doesn't really do anything. Yeah. I mean, the thing that's great about this card is that it shores up a lot of your bad matchups and is still fine in some of your in some of your regular matchups. Um, you know, uh, let's let's look at elves as generally a bad matchup for rug delver that this shores that up. Uh, D and T obviously is 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 a little bit of a tough matchup for rug delver. This is another one that's like you you'll just get in enough burn to maybe finish off your opponent or. You know, if they get the jump ahead of you, they might be less likely to try and keep you off of mana and stuff like that. So uh, it's good there. If you look at uh, that, uh, sorry, doesn't taxes miracles. Like every time you activate the top, you take two damage. No one's gonna want to activate top. Yeah, and then there's always that like, well, it just swords it then moved on. That's true of anything that does this that has this kind of effect. I think that. It's one of those things. It's a it's a removal magnet, which is good. Mm -hmm. um, it it draws away from some other creatures, um, and it also is sort of a must deal with. I mean, yeah. if you're thinking this is going to be in a deck that probably has lightning bolts in it, like sure. it, taking yeah taking three off a of land in Legacy. I mean, if you anyone who plays Modern knows taking three off a of land hurts yep. against decks playing lightning bolt. Well, um, I one of the things I like about this thing is that it is a lightning rod. And that means that uh, Abrupt Decay and uh, Fatal Push become less useful. So that means I might be traveling away from my uh, Push Proof deck and back into Classic Rug Delver. Yeah, this is a really strong card for Rug Delver. I'm, I'm glad they printed something like this. Um, I played against... Actually, I played John last night against Death and Taxes. And, like, both games he had double mom. And it was just, like, so miserable. I couldn't do anything... Right, but yeah. if he was taking four every time, like oh, he was trying to activate both moms, like the game would have just been over. That's the like, other thing that's amazing about this card is that it's it's uh it builds on itself. So if you have two of these out and your opponent tries to fetch, that's four damage. 
That's right. Five damage. You know, that's crazy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes. Um, I think the card will definitely see play um, in, in some decks like we talked about, uh, especially rug with just being able to deal with DNT and elves and stuff like that. I also see some potential in like a prison deck mm-hmm. where if you force people to have to activate stuff into this thing, you know, I mean, if you think about um, something like Thalia, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they need to crack more fetch lands just to cast their spells. I mean, and you're putting pressure on with a couple of two twos. There's a lot of synergy there. Um, so, I mean, this is a deck that the Red Death of Texas decks could could adopt. I mean, it's fetchable by both recruiters. I mean, that's another thing you can you can do with it. So, um, I don't know. I think it'll I think it'll see play. I think that it could it could actually impact how how good some decks are right now. Yeah, so. I'm, yeah. I I I a plus this card. I'm very happy about it. Great. Um, well, this card is probably not going to get an A plus, but it is interesting. Glorious end. Two and a red instant, end the turn. Uh, and hopefully you all know what ending the turn means. At the beginning of your next end step, you lose the game. Yeah, this is a weird one, man. So this is like Fatal uh, fatal Fury? Fatal... Final Fortune. Final Fortune. Fatal Fury is a, is a uh, video game. Uh, Final Fortune. So uh, where you get, got to take an extra turn after your next turn, and then uh, if you didn't win, you died. So... It, there's a lot of red has this sort of like time walk effect uh, in it already, and there are several versions of uh, Final Fortune out there as far as uh, the like uh, Portal Three Kingdoms and like I think Portal Two have have them as well. So you could yeah. make like kind of an interesting like time walk style deck where you get to continue taking turns over and over and over again. Yeah, I mean, with any with any of those cards, the thing I always think of is that you can stifle this trigger, and I can't believe no one's thought of that yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's not great, but, you know, uh, ending the turn for certain red decks, or if you can just win the next turn, I mean, I don't know how valuable it is, but it's splashy. Yeah. And, you know, Angel's Grace, uh, New Gideon, like, there's just a lot of things you can do. We're getting to sort of this, like, critical mass of these effects, mm-hmm. where... Maybe a deck could shake out of it. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly how you would win with uh, with a deck that exploits this ability, but it's it's interesting design space at the very least. Yep. All right, Vizier of Tumbling Sands. Two and a blue, one three creature human cleric. Tap, untap another target permanent. Cycling, one and a blue. When you cycle Vizier of Tumbling Sands, untap target permanent. Um... I know that this is a fringe deck, but High Tide is what I thought of here. Like, uncounterable way to untap a land and draw a card. Yeah. Um, I mean, man, if you could untap your... Uh, what's it called? That'd be so much better, you know? Oh, it's untap Tolerant. target permanent? You could untap your ca- Candelabra with this. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, that is something you could do with it. Um... I don't, I don't know, know if we'll that see. it's fast enough slash this card's bolt bait, right? Well, the, the, was you ever cast this? I mean, probably not. Yeah, unless I mean, like, you, you, you play rather, like. Wouldn't you rather just cast uh, intuition? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I don't know. Guy is cradle. Or meditate. Uh, right, meditate does work. Um, that just that draws you four cards. I don't know. It's a it's a cool. <laughs> excuse me. It's a cool sort of. Uh, of effect um it's a target permanent not target non-land permanent mm-hmm. um you know just in elves seeing like how nissa vital force has just sort of started making that deck crazy good yeah. by untapping guy's cradle and then you get seven more mana uh there are blue elves decks there's an opposition deck there's lots of stuff you can do so um something to watch that's all yeah uh shadow of the grave uh now i want to make sure i get the card type right on this yeah, it's a one in a black instant. Return to your hand all cards in your graveyard that you cycled or discarded this turn. So how do um, we how do we break this? That's the thing. I, I, the one thing I would say about this card is there's, if there's a card in this set that's busted, this is probably it, right? Yeah, this card definitely looks like an unfair card that that no one's yet figured out like how to make it amazing. Well, this, 
the cycling part, if you use the if you use the fluctuator deck, you know, if you like bring that back, you know, it's pretty obvious, right? Yeah, you can just go through your whole deck. Discarding for value to something like zombie infestation or seismic assault. I mean, we talked about these things that trigger on discard. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is that is something. Now, granted, seismic assault already has life from the loam as an engine, so you're thinking about something that would be different than just life from the loam. Um, it started. I started thinking about psychotog a little bit. <laughs> uh, make a huge psychotog. Return all the cards. Make another huge psychotog. Make make another huge psych- so basically, you're like getting another third of the power for the psychotog that. Right, and you get, to, or you can just keep the cards in your hand. Yeah, you know? so true. Yeah. Um. Instant speed. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't think that really matters. You're not casting this uh, in response to him. You can. You can. You can draw a bunch of cards with breakthrough, but it's not that great. And same thing with LED. Like it's it's not better than um, than Infernal Tutor with LED yet. But yeah, someone yeah, can like, that out. I, I mean, I don't know. You cast this, right? And then you uh, LED, right? You you have the mana, and then you put all the cards back in your hand. It could be a thing. Yeah, I I I would love to see it. Yeah, I um, mean, it doesn't sound. It sounds janky. Uh, for sure, but I mean, you know, we're not building the deck. We're just talking about the synergy. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the weird li- sort of upper limit on this is just that you can only discard really what like up to six cards and then play this. You know, yeah. If you really think at, at maximum, and you know, I guess it's like a one-shot kill with seismic assault or something, but um, not many better than the value you get from loam, but. I don't know if there, this this card is sort of begging to be broken, so I guess we'll we'll see if it ever ever is, right? Yeah. Uh, pull from tomorrow, X blue blue. Uh, this is an instant draw X cards, then discard a card. Yeah, this seems like a card that would be probably really great in standard or modern. Uh, maybe even something for high tide, perhaps. Um, yes, yeah, another. It's another. High tide got a little genius effect, right? Well, Stroke of Genius, you can hit your opponent with, which is a way to win. That's important. And Blue Sun, yeah. Blue Sun Zenith has already, already exists. Better than that, yeah. So, um, I, yeah, this card, I don't know. It's it, I don't see it in Legacy, but but possibly uh, in Modern, if you want to play with not white and have like a Sphinx's Revelation type effect in your deck. Any reason you ever want to go blue blue? Discard a card. I can't think of any right. Yeah, would be a good idea. <laughs> um, you get yeah, two cards, so your opponent can't hem you. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, take that. This is an instant. Um, yeah, I, brain geyser effect. Instant speed is important. Only two blue. So I guess what does it compare to? Like brain geyser, instant instead of sorcery. Yeah. Blue sun zenith, two blue instead of uh, three blue. Uh, stroke of genius, two blue instead of two and a blue. And doesn't target, so they can't misdirect it to them. Yeah. If, if that's the thing that is relevant, but um, none of those cards are seeing a ton of play right now. So, yeah. unfortunately, I don't think this is going to make the cut. But it is out there. It's blue. It's blue, and it says draw a card. So, might as well talk, right? Yep. Yeah. Soul Scar Mage, one red mana for a one-two human wizard with prowess. If a source you control would deal non-combat damage to a creature and opponent controls, put that many minus one minus one counters on that creature instead. So, I don't know how important that last part is. It's another one. It's another one drop with prowess. This is only the second one mm-hmm. after uh, Monastery Swiss Spear. Is there any way you put this in instead of Goblin Guide for a deck like that? I can't imagine it that you would. Um, you know, it this is such a tough card. Is this card uh good I don't know, it's like is this card good against like death and taxes because they've got ground guys or like elves per se? You know, cause then it's like it's not great against elves because elves can just bounce its guys back into its hand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't see this being better than Monastery Mint, or sorry, uh, Swiss Beer. 
Well, I don't think it's better than Swiss beer. I mean, it, I don't think I click. It's clearly not like yeah. haste is, is good. The question is whether a one drop with prowess can be more valuable than just guide. like a one drop. That's always a two, two. And you know, goblin guide draws your opponent to land. I mean, it's not free. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with no on this one, but feel free to prove me wrong. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I, <laughs> excuse me. I can't say it is. Um, but I think it's something to talk about. I mean, Monastery Swiss Beer is deceptively powerful. Yeah. I think if you're if you've ever faced down two of them in a turn and like, okay, they've got a couple of one twos, and then you know they do you know eleven <laughs> somehow, <laughs> and you know you know that it can scale pretty fast. So uh, I wouldn't sleep on it, but I wouldn't say that it's you know a, an auto. Auto shake up here for burn or blue red Dell or anything like that. Uh, Vizier of deferment, two and a white, two two creature human cleric with flash. When Vizier of deferment enters the battlefield, you may exile target creature if it attacked or blocked this turn. Return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So. The number one thing goes, oh, Flicker Wisp already exists, and that hits any permanent, and blah, blah, blah. I know that. This has Flash natively, so you don't need Ether Vial to do tricks with it. Yep. And so it's sort of like, okay, this thing kills Merit Lage. Let's just put it that way, right? They attack with their Merit Lage, you flash this in. Yeah. And it's gone. <laughs> and then you have a 2-2. Two -two. Uh, let me just look up Dark Depths, or uh, Not of This World for a second. Because I think... Yeah, it does. It does still get countered by not of this world because it, not of this world counters abilities. But I don't know. I mean, a merit lage um, is probably the best like opponent thing you can do. Um, walking ballista, I guess, if you like, if the, if you're playing against that, and then you can just flash it out and back in. Um, as it doesn't have to deal damage, it just has to have attack. So I'm pretty sure they can declare the attack, and then you can do this like yeah. before you have to declare blockers, right? Um, and you can save your own guys with it. Mm -hmm. um, you can rebuy, enter the battlefield effects. So like, I don't think this is like a death and taxes card, even though it's a white creature, but it does like have utility in in creature decks. Do you agree? <laughs> um, yeah. I, so you know. One of the things about this is that so many Death and Taxes decks just die t because of their X1s uh, to things like uh, Sulfur Elemental and what's it called? Uh, uh, Dread, of Dread of Night. Night. So yeah. this does survive Dread of Night. I don't know how relevant that is because a 1-1 one -one that survives Dread of Night, is, is that any better? Um, you know, it, it gets around things like Fork Bolt. You know that the de that that death and taxes is traditionally pretty bad against. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It also. It also saves you from forked bolt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. So. Um. I like the flash on this card. You know. I think that's the thing that makes this card. Uh. You know. Viable is that like you can you you are playing a deck that's notable for not having many tricks. It's like so obvious when your opponent has. Uh, Flicker Wisp in hand when he's like, I'll take up my vial to three, and then he sits right. there for like three turns. You're like, yeah, I know you've got it. Um, so this this gets around that. Uh, it also makes vial less of a, a a necessity in that deck. Not that you're not going to play them, but you don't have to like rely on it as much. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if this makes the cut in any deck right now. I, I, the fact that it has flash and you get the card back at the beginning of the, or the the controller or owner gets the card back at the beginning of the next end step means you can sort of say like, I want to save this creature from terminus. Yeah. So when they like, when they, when you attack and they terminus, you just flash this in and just hide your best creature. This goes back in your deck. Maybe you flash back a, uh, you know, maybe that card's a recruiter, the guard, the recruit, the guard comes back you get this again. Whoa. You've just refilled, you know, <laughs> now, you know, you're facing down miracles with a couple of, with a six mana, three, three, <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's not nothing. Uh, I would test this in our meta just because of the amount of Merit Lage decks. Yeah. So, I mean, it's got that and then just saves your dude, untaps your... You could untap like a 9-9 Knight. I mean, that's pretty good. Um, all right. So, Liliana Death's Majesty. Oh, I love myself a Liliana. 
I know that much. Yeah, I mean, you're you're already slotting this card in a Nick Fit, right? Okay. Yeah, three black. Oh, well, hold on. Does it pass the Nick Fit test? Okay, three black and a black. Yeah. Okay. This is a Nick Fit card. Um, Planeswalker Liliana with five loyalty. Uh, plus one. Uh, you get a two-two black zombie creature. Put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. Minus three, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. That creature is a black zombie addition to its other colors and types. Minus seven, destroy all non-zombie creatures. Well, you're getting back your Thrag Tusk with this card, aren't you? Right? Oh my god. These are your zombified Thrag Tusk? <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, um, yeah, I don't see this as, as like big in anything aside from that deck. Uh, you know, there's... You'd have to talk to to Ski about whether or not this is something he'd want to put into a Pox deck, but I I don't think he would. You don't get that high, high up in mana, and Black generally either. Whoa, 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 whoa! Ritual, ritual. Six planes, six <laughs> six loyalty planes. Walker two two. Yeah, I mean that's a possibility for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think so either. I think that um, like Nick Fit is a possibility for anything like this, but. Um, better than Obnixilis, I'm not sure. Better than the other Lilianas, I'm not sure. So I think it's probably better than Obnixilis, uh, just because getting back creatures is probably better than killing them. Well, actually, I guess at five, this probably also really competes with New Nissa, which yeah. doesn't, which lets you return any permanent. And then, if you've ever seen the New Nissa Ultimate, and then a Veteran Explorer trigger go off, the guy just draws a zillion cards. Oh God. So, uh, and then, you know, it's all like pernicious deeds. So, um, that's good. I mean, I, with, with something like this, though, I always kind of think like backup plan for reanimator, like something you can get down off a ritual, um, and, you know, start doing something with, right. And then if you ever, once you remove their graph diggers cage, you just do your plan with this thing. Yeah. I mean, it's tough, right? That's sort of like this, this in a reanimator deck, at least the blue black version, right? To me, is like my plan in Rug Delver to play Helm of Obedience. It's just like you're not supposed to get that <laughs> kind of mana. If you do, sure, you you beat that deck, but at the same time, it's it's it seems pretty miserable. And and there's better black planeswalkers to play against, you know, like miracles or or stuff like that. If, if that's the route you want to go. Yeah, I mean, going to six loyalty and making a two-two against miracles is probably not bad. No. Um, but like any, but that's the thing. Like if any, if you resolve any planeswalker that makes guys or does damage against miracles, you're in good shape. Yep. The problem is always whether or not you get to. So, um, you know, this is this can be thrown on the on the heap. But uh, cool card, uh, at least for being able to reanimate. Uh, Manglehorn. This is two and a green for a beast, a two-two beast. This guy looks way bigger than Tutu. Hold on a second. There's a harsh mentor in the picture with this Manglehorn, and they're both Tutus. Like, there's just like a guy who looks like the harsh mentor. Dude. The beast is like twice his size, but they're harsh, both Tutus. Harsh mentor is the honey badger of this set, dude. <laughs> right, I know. Does not care. Uh, when Manglehorn enters the battlefield, you may destroy target artifact. Uh, artifacts or opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. Uh, is there any, are there any green decks in Vintage? Like, <laughs> not really. Um, I, I will say that this card slots well into Standard to, to stop the, the chaos that is, like, the Mardu Vehicles deck. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's nice that they, that, you know, three sets later they've, they've decided to do something about that. Um, unban Smuggler's Copter. Yeah. Now, yeah, you can unban Smuggler's Copter now. Um... But yeah, I, I this is yeah, it's an Octavia orangutan. That you were saying that before, uh, but it allows you to stop your opponent from playing untapped artifacts. Um, there's been a deck recently that plays like Basalt Monolith and Grim Monolith. It's called like Big Eldrazi, and you know theoretically this would be pretty good against that deck. Like you make them make all those things come into play tapped, and they can't untap them. Um. That's that's one of your fifteen sideboard cards for a deck that neither one of us has ever seen live. Oh no, I played against it on Magic Online. I actually okay. played against I played against Joe Lissette playing it. I was playing Storm. <laughs> uh, I therapied two chalices, duress a Trinisphere, and then he drew the third chalice, and That'll I just lost. It. 
yeah oh every time every time right um but i don't know so so yeah anyway i would put this in i would put this in my in that deck i don't know what no. um, um yeah I, I don't know that i would i would get too excited about this card but it, it's another option yeah right you can green I mean, sun this later on if you're if you're on something like that right and the question is better than ever better than reclamation sage hitting enchantments with reclamation sage probably not but um or your you know uh corruptor corruptor yeah yeah um of course you have that in fact um uh we had that is farther down the list so i'm just going to jump down because it's right next to it in mythic spoiler and it does the same thing pretty much which is by force yeah x and a red sorcery destroy x target artifacts yeah, I mean, I like what you said about this with uh, about Trinisphere. Like, it gets rid of two artifacts for market rate. Yep. They have a Chalice. They have a three ball. They're both gone, and you didn't pay anything more. Probably pretty good. How much is Rack and Ruin? Uh, rack... <laughs> rack and Ruin. Huh? Well, Rack and Ruin is a two and a red instant that destroys two target artifacts. Though you can't destroy one target artifact with it. Yeah. So this still shatters your... Uh... I thought I thought Rack and Ruin was two and two red. Um, this you can just also just you know nail a chalice with this thing. Yeah. Um, I love that. Like, this is this is vintage playable for sure. Um, and you can just really punish somebody, uh, with this card if you get up enough mana. Yeah, I guess like even with like a thorn. You know, this is cheaper than Rack and Ruin, or maybe yeah. up the same. I mean, imagine yeah. you get, you know, you have enough mana out to to tap your Talarian Academy and wipe your opponent's board. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, the paradoxical outcome. Well, I guess they could respond they with the paradoxical yeah, outcome. Yeah, as long as they don't outcome you, that would that would be the worst. Yeah, but um, this is a red card. Um, it's not like your opponent's going to be playing uh, Hydro Blast to stop it. You know, never know. Um, modern maybe Affinity Destroy X Target Artifacts. Yeah, I mean, I you get I, a. I still think that for the t the two mana, you're probably happier playing uh, electro uh, electricery. Right, but that doesn't kill cranial actual cranial plating. It doesn't. Right, this doesn't kill Ink Moth Nexus unless they activate on your turn. Eh, this good card, interesting card. Um, you know, it's always about with any of these cards. Have you noticed that it's just like, I mean, maybe for you specifically destructive revelry is like an interesting card for this yeah. like you have destructive revelry cross and grip like which one's better ancient grudge you know they're all good at different points mm -hmm. it's nice to have options yeah for sure. um bone picker bone picker is three and a black for a creature bird with a three two bird with flying and death touch and it bone picker costs three less to cast if a creature died this turn. I like this card, but I really wish the art wasn't so terrible. Well, I just <laughs> did that from memory because I can't find it on the, yeah, <laughs> on the it's thing. Just, it's just a. It, it's like a giant buzzard on a brown background. It's completely like blah. But anyhow, the the card itself, uh, functionally speaking, the math behind this card is interesting. Uh, you have what's basically a Delver, right? Like, if if you play this on turn two after your opponent has killed your uh, Deathrite Shaman, you're not going to be upset. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's Cabal Therapy, which is obvious. Anything black that says that. Um, and then there's just, like, Fatal Push your guy, play this, but that just makes it a two-mana 3-2. Mm -hmm. um, there's, like, Liliana, play this, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's so hard. Like it doesn't die to Rupt Decay. Like that's something, right? It's yeah. got evasion and death touch. Like this thing can this thing's gonna tangle, right? Yeah. <laughs> throw it in front of a grizzle brand, you know? Yeah. Just don't um, throw it in front of a merit lage. <laughs> right. That is definitely not that's not gonna work. Um Merit Lage probably doesn't have bones, right? I mean yeah. it's just basically like a blob. <laughs> um <laughs> I can see people trying this. I can't see it being good. It's sort of like the one that is like a one and a black, and then you just discard a card to make it Delver. That was in Shadows of Innistrad. Yeah. Like, Delver's a good card because it's one mana, and you're attacking for three on turn two. Yeah. But 
Um, maybe people are in the market for Delvers five and six or trying to do something else with a card like this. I mean, that's something that's not something I would do. <laughs> but, it's um, tough because it's it's not like if the if Bone Picker if a creature died in the last two turns, you know, like you have to run you have to run something into something to make this work. Yes. Oh, uh, you can do like land wild cantor, sacrifice the cantor for black, and play this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's that's setting a message right there, right? You're like I'm definitely go... <laughs> not playing magic well. That's the message you're sending to your phone. Go from go from a basic mountain to a three two black flyer. <laughs> yeah, your phone's like, why did you do that? Thank you for discarding a card. Thank I mean, at know. that point, why not just play the the um lotus petals and discard the card for that other card you were just talking about. <laughs> right, I know. Oh yeah. You could disc here's what you could discard this to that card. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> it's got total synergy. Cryptic Serpent. This five card blue I and very a... much like. Yeah, this is this is a Zach this is like a Zach Clark card, quintessentially. Uh six five serpent, cryptic serpent costs one less to cast for each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard. I'm just bummed this doesn't have trample. Like I would be like, this is the better hooting mandrels. You know? I guess like thank god it doesn't have island home, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it is a serpent. Um no, yeah, this card is is pretty interesting and I'm I'm super happy that it exists because now like I said it's just options, you know, like before rug didn't have an option for like a giant delve creature that you really wanted to play and and hooting mandrels was was eh, you know i love it a lot i think it's a fine card but you know yeah it was the smallest of the playable delve creatures uh it you know this is this is nice and big no one wants to take six no um when we were playing the pushproof deck, I always felt that as great as Trudy Nemesis was, like tapping three mana at sorcery speed in that deck felt terrible. Mm-hmm. And I would probably just do this instead, right? It's yep. a six-five. If you're if you're adequately stifling and dazing them, they don't have any permanence. You know? Yeah. yeah. So And what are they gonna like, do? Like block the your worst case scenario is they block this with their Gurmog Angler. Yeah, and which you're happy you for no that trade anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, you have no you're way happy to make that, that trade. <clears throat> no, uh, I think this card will see play. I definitely mm-hmm. do. I think people will try it. People tried Narn and Renegade, so people tried. <laughs> try people tried uh, Hooting Mandrels, so I mean, this card's this card's got a chance. Yeah, this this you know you can have this and uh, what's it called uh, Mongoose with no problem. Yep, that is something I very much do like. Yeah. All right, I definitely got to scroll down and find this before I commit to reading it. Also, uh, to our listeners, if I may say, donate to our Patreon so that I can get some cough medicine. I'm sorry that I'm uh, <laughs> that I'm uh, coughing in the middle of reading all these cards. Yes, once we do get up to a uh, hundred dollars a month, we will be doing a uh, deck tech for the top eight played decks in Legacy. So it's something to to throw your money towards at the very least is to have us get in there and and do some real deep analysis on on the top eight played decks. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to that. I love deck techs. One one episode a piece for those, not just like uh, you know a, a five minute of each one. Yeah. Nissa, steward of elements, X green and a blue for an X loyalty planeswalker Nissa. Plus two, scry two. Zero. Look at the top card of your library. If it is a land card or a creature card with converted mana cost less than or equal to the number of loyalty counters on Nissa Steward of Elements, you may put that card onto the battlefield. Minus six, untap up to two target lands you control. They become five, five elemental creatures with flying in haste until end of turn. They are still lands. Yeah, what are you wow. doing with this? So I thought about this immediately. I was like, hmm. Would I be able to play this card for three mana in Rug Delver? Would I want to? I don't think I would. Um, but um, you know, playing this in I don't know, what deck would, would want this? Like uh some sort of like punishing rug deck? Yeah, we're like okay, well what's my rule? You never sleep on a three mana planeswalker, right? 
right? I mean, you just can't do it. it, it there's always something you can do with it. Um, and this is a three-man planeswalker, <laughs> ostensibly, right? Yeah. Um, so the, the worst case scenario is that this comes down, you you scry two, and then it eats a bolt. Uh, I mean, you could be smarter than that, obviously. I mean, you see a mountain on the other side of the battlefield. You know what's going on. Yeah. But this thing's going up by two a turn, which is also very good. I think scry two is is very good, yeah. to be honest. If you're playing against a deck where there's no reasonable clock, or you know they just don't have a yeah. clock for whatever reason. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that this card's completely out of of the range of of rug because I would probably throw one in the sideboard and just see how good it is against miracles. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can. About it. I just come at, I, I just come at them with two five fives. Right, I mean, that's the thing. Like, okay, so late game, this is this is ten in the air. Like I, I, I'm, I'm paying for that, right? Yeah. Like I'm working for that. Like with, I, I can, okay. With the scries to find the stifle for their uh, terminus, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the ultimate here is bad. It's, it doesn't look, it doesn't look great. But like, if you can't, if you can't win with ten in the air, you know, your deck has other problems, right? Yeah. Um, the zero, I think, is the real question here. Like. So you put you get some amount of counters on this, and you start looking for more lands or more creatures. I guess the big thing, so that like twelve posts is a deck that could do something with this, right? Yeah. Um, they play green and blue. They have a lot of mana, and they want to hit lands. So like early in the game, they could just play this and start trying to hit more lands, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, late in the game, uh, they can turn two of their zillions of lands into elementals. You know, or they're just digging, and they can. The thing about the scribe with a deck like that is you can bury your things like Ulamog that you can't cast on turn four yet. You can bury it <laughs> and then draw better cards. You yeah. know, I think Scry Two is pretty is pretty good. Yeah, Scry like, Two is very plus good. two Scry Two. Like, I mean, if you cast this for for four, like Jace, and then it goes to four, and you Scry Two, like, is a four loyalty Planeswalker and Scrying Two. How does that compare to a three loyalty planeswalker? Brainstorm. Where you brainstorm, right? But you and you, but you're tapped out, right? In any situation like that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I definitely think that this could close the game faster than than uh, Jace can, which is a thing. Um, would I? Yeah, like if I had a choice between this and Jace, right? Would I take this over Jace? I don't know. It, this seems to go a little bit more with what uh, with what a rug deck wants to do, which is find the cards that are specific to that moment and kill your opponent with uh with damage, right? Like Jace doesn't do that. Jace puts you on a different plan. Yeah. Um. This the thing is, too, you don't have to play this. Like <laughs> that's the thing that I think is sort of. It's also like it's variable, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to just jam this on on the third turn if you think there's going to be a better spot for it, right? Mm-hmm. And you can don't have to tap out for it either. You know, you can play this as a three mana planeswalker when you have five lands out, and then just scry two and have a couple lands open to defend it with, or do something else, you know, yeah. and just start growing this thing. Um, it's it's interesting that this like zero ability is just kind of hard to rate, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's better because you scry too, so you're getting, you know, you're gonna set yourself up. Assumably, I mean, I, you know, it is it is theoretically uncounterable, guys, right? I mean, that's not nothing. Um. Yeah, I mean, the thing comes into play untapped. You're getting your triggers. I, I I'm sure someone will try this card, right? This is a good Nickvik card, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's basically Green Sun Zenith and Top at the same time, in sort of like natural order. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I the only downside to this card is that it dies to Flicker With. Dies to Flicker With, dies to Pyroblast. I mean, that's all. That's all true, right? And we're in that sort of Flicker With Pyroblast meta. I don't know. I I, I want to try it. How much do you think this thing costs? I, mean, I haven't checked. We're going to check in real time, everybody. So write go. down a number, and we're going to see. Nissa, Steward of Elements. Because I can't tell if I think this is a $40 pre-order or like a $6 pre-order. Uh, it is. 
is 15.82 market price so right in the middle that, that tells you people don't really quite know how good this is right yeah. in any format like an x an x loyalty planeswalker has never been tested obviously so um yeah it's i would say that anytime you get something new like this it's worth it's worth grabbing one or two of just to see if uh you know see how you feel about it yeah especially if it doesn't do anything immediately i mean like sahili was like that i it was it was high it might have been a pie pre-order and i was like all right i'll try it later it dropped down to like three bucks I picked up a couple and then they released felidar guardian yeah and you know I couldn't think of anything better to do with it besides that, so <laughs> I didn't want to do that, so I sold them. But yeah, never sleep on a three mana planeswalker. Just can't, just can't do it. You know, they're so powerful, right? You get one down on turn two. Yeah. Um, the last card, which I probably should have swapped these two, but alphabetical order by color. Um, Enigma Drake, one blue and a red for a creature Drake that is a star four. With flying, Enigma Drake's power is equal to the number of instant and sorcery cards in your graveyard. God damn. Uh, it's not bolt bait, which is definitely it's no, it's no spell. What chimera spell something chimera? God spell weaver chimera. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. It's a card from Theros block. Um, so it's better than that card just because it can't be bolted. Um, it still gets abrupt decayed, uh, so there's that. Um, a, you know, it's weird. This card could be breakout if uh, if you want to do like a blue red deck, and you know, you just I don't know. It's so it's so tough. This is like a nine four. It's pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah, like a nine. That's what I'm saying, right? Like this thing's a nine four. Like okay, yeah, this is a good card. Um. Is Enigma Drake, this Serpent, and Bedlam Reveler enough to get you to play Standard? Because you can play Blue-Red. <laughs> oh, that's the, there's a question and, for you. And the, um, you know, as your fourth creature, the uh, Storm Chaser guy, right? Is that still in, that's still in Standard. Wow. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, I, I think, I thought Spell, oh, I did find out what it's called. Spellheart, Spellheart Chimera. Yeah. It is a Ram with Wings. It's just apparently what a chimera is. Yeah, man. Um, oh, there is a storm chaser chimera. That was in Journey into Nyx. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, I do remember that one. Yeah. Um. So X. Here's the thing about Star Four. Always lives through a Delver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Occasionally with with just two cards in your graveyard, just blocks and kills Delvers. Yeah. Um. It it's that three mana that's kind of hard in a deck that might want to play a lot of instants and sorceries, right? Yeah. Um. But the evasion's good. The body. I mean, spell wave, spell weaver chimera having uh or spell heart chimera having trample was supposed to be like well this gets through lingering souls and delver chump blocks, but I don't think that's that important, is it? No. Like, it's not a lot of air chump blockers. No, I mean, if your opponent wants to get rid of of that, <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, See, if your I'm opponent wants to get rid sick. of that, they're gonna they're gonna just do it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just hard with Deathrite Shaman. Rest in peace. You know, um, the non-delve sort of, <coughs> excuse me, non-delve using the graveyard uh, is good with Snapcaster Mage, though, right? Yeah. I mean gonna lose a card to you know, you know this is gonna lose one power or, or the serpent's gonna lose one mana but you can still use your snapcaster mage so maybe some sort of big blue red burn deck yeah um so i don't know anyway that is i'm on cat yeah. I, I just i think this card i think this set is good it looks I, I mean I, it looks it's like looks there's bombs. stuff yeah like there's there's stuff in this set i wish the split cards were a little better and I wish Embalm was better. Yeah, that's that's Embalm a little. Dis- not, I'm not seeing it. You know, I think that's just a nice little limited thing, and sure, but I, I'm not seeing it otherwise. So they they do become white zombies when they come out embalmed, which means they are more human than human. Yes, of course they are. <laughs> um, but yeah, cycling is a thing you can do stuff with. 
<laughs> some interesting blue cards. So that's legacy legal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so with a new set release, there will be a banded restricted list update five days from today when we are recording this. Um, do you want to make any predictions on our modern legacy and vintage? Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, modern. No changes. Um, I'll go after you go. You can just... <laughs> okay, modern, no changes. Uh, standard? Uh, I don't think they're going to unban anything, but they might be like, well, we made another mistake with Heart of Kirin, and we got to get rid of that too. Um, that would be really funny to me, but probably they probably won't do anything. Uh, I'll say Heart of Kirin, though, just because. Just Legacy. Sensei's Divining Top. Okay. I think, I think it's time. <laughs> okay. And uh, what about Vintage? Uh, no changes. Okay. Um, with Modern, uh, well, also Standard, I don't know much about. I don't think they will ban Heart of Kirin just because there's like 10 cards in Amonkhet that destroy an artifact. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I wonder how much of that happened after they banned uh, <laughs> the Soul Like, ah, oh, shit, we gotta make some of these kill artifacts like there's a there's a cycling like exile target effect maybe we could have talked about it in white yeah how's there not uh, like a library the burning of the library of alexandria card in this set maybe it's in uh our <laughs> devastation right um so i think the only thing that they might do is just get rid of the cat combo because it seems that a lot of people complain about that yeah um so and then it would probably just be fell our guardian because they probably want sahili to have some breathing room um, in modern, I think there's no changes. I played modern a couple weeks ago, actually, and I found it quite enjoyable. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I haven't played modern in a while. Uh, I played a bug control deck. I played ancestral vision. I played consecrated sphinx. I mean, what's not to like? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I um, I have to say about modern. Anytime I can cast gifts ungiven safely in a format, I am. Happy with the the format. Uh, vintage, I I don't know, man. Like vintage is so polarized right now. Oh, I could see uh, them. You know, I I probably should have put a little thought into that. Uh, I think Gush is gonna go. Yeah, I, I I would like it if they went after Metal Misstep and Gitaxian Probe. That's uh that's been an idea advocated by Sean O'Brien of the Tusk Talk podcast, which is another Eternal podcast. Um, just to sort of take the pressure off the format like you you know everyone has perfect information and you know swords of plashes the dead card so yeah uh but yeah i feel like they would sort of reflexively hit gush but i don't think that that, that does anything against workshops i just feel like workshops is still the best like those ballista shops decks or ravager decks are so just what do you think they would get rid of that's the thing like you know you haven't got rid of workshop yet. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, like they'll restrict it, shops. It can't restrict workshop. Not now. Not in 2017. You could have in 1997. You could have when but, the card was was three hundred dollars, but now it's a thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying, right? You can't do that. I don't think that's fair to the. I don't think it's fair to the workshop players. At the same time, I don't feel like they're fair to the rest of everybody. Yeah, but not, not but a fair deck. Yeah, right? I mean, it's not a fair card. Um, you could go after some of the secondary mana generation, like uh, Ancient Tomb, but then you're really just, you know, you're making exceptions. But. Yeah. And then in Legacy, I, I don't think there will be any changes. I, I, I think... And I, and, I'm, and now that someone has posted a picture of someone posting like a road sign outside Wizards yeah. of the Coast, it says ban Sensei's top. If they ban Sensei's dividing top, our next podcast will be two hours long. Like <laughs> that is it just it just seems so unfair to take that away from all the. It, the thing is, a ban on Sensei's top is a soft ban on counterbalance and turn. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. I just don't think that they'll they'll. Uh, I, I think that they'll always try to make it so that you can play that deck uh, in any bad possible way that they can, but I don't think they'll ever get rid of Counterbalance, and I don't think... I, I wish they would get rid of Terminus, but I, I, I'm just not that lucky. Yeah, and I think... Uh, 
I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that I'm still inclined to think they won't do anything. Um, but they, they, they would have a case. I mean, Miracles has been in the finals the last three big tournaments. Mm-hmm. Two of them in Miracles Mirror matches, which means Miracles has won all three of them. Any yeah. tournament with more than 150 people. I mean, it's just so hard to uh, not play it, right? Yeah. Um. So I didn't want to go too much into the banner restricted list because I want to see what happens on Monday, but I think that Vintage and Legacy, they're both at a crossroads. I think the the formats are just so polarized right now with what people think should be done or whether anything should be done. And it's sort of taking a bit of the shine off of the sort of eternal community. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Like you're used to just everyone being laid back and having jobs and nice clothes and stuff because we're all older, <laughs> but people are are lining up and taking sides. So <sighs> any other announcements um, that we have? Yeah, no, I think, I think that's everything. Uh, you know, root for I, what's that root for Tim and the legacy premier league. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, root legacy for... premier league, Tim, Tim at, at Pinar. Yeah. I always, how come I, I've known that guy for five years. I can't say his last name. Sorry, Tim. Uh, well, go Tim. Like, I, hope, I hope he does well. Uh, what else? Uh, obviously, uh, we mentioned before that we're on Patreon at eternal at patreon.com slash eternal turtles. Um, we're getting closer to our, to our goal. So if you, you pop over there and you can help us get toward our goal, uh, we will be, uh, doing the, uh, breakdown of all the the top eight decks. So uh, yep. that's 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 gonna be exciting if the, if we get to that soon. If you want to see me lose death and taxes, no matter what deck I bring, you can check out Paragon City Games stream at twitch.tv backslash Paragon City Games. Zach, I've been on stream losing to death and taxes three of the last four times I've gone there. <laughs> every time, every time, just show up. Doesn't matter what I got. Death and taxes. They play two moms and the game's over um (laughs) so uh anything else uh no i think that's it guys all right have a good Where does he get those wonderful toys?